Okay. I think we're all ready to go here. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Let's Talk Roma podcast. Uh, it's been quite some time since we uh, did our last podcast. We're all happy to be back here. Uh, this is going to be a free-flowing podcast. You know, anything goes. It's not going to be too professional. We just kind of want to create a vibe where it's like a bunch of Roma fans. We come together. We have some conversations. We don't know where it's going, but that's all part of the fun. Let me introduce uh, the guys I have with me here today. So we have uh, St. Leonardo AS Roma. There's the app from Twitter. Give him a follow. And then, of course, we have the OG himself, at Frank Totti. How's it going, How you boys? Doing, Frank? Good, man. Good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Okay. So first, we'll start off with Roma-Salernitana, the first game of the season. It was a 2-2 tie. What did you guys think? Go ahead, Frank. I thought that overall it was, it was a good game. I mean, I know we ended up with a draw, but good things to look forward to. But overall, I mean, at the end of the day, with Kandreva's two goals, you can't really do much at that. But I thought we looked good, had moments where we looked really good, and then moments where we fell asleep. But overall, I would say it, it was a draw, but I'd say it's a positive. But moving forward, hopefully with Dybala and Pellegrini back, we'll be looking a lot better. How about you guys? Yeah, Leo, go ahead. No, for sure. I mean, we started really strong. The first the opening, what, 20, 25 minutes looked good. Scored, I mean, I consider it two goals. It's unfortunate that they called a toenail offside goal on Bellotti, but yeah, we tough. looked good, started off strong. And then it was like as soon as we scored the goal, we just let off the gas and just let them come at us. There was just gaps everywhere. But uh, like you said, you got to look at the positives of it. And we also play the game without our two best players, arguably. So it is what it is. You got to be, at least we scraped a point away. It was unfortunate, but positives and negatives for sure. Yeah, happy for Belotti too. Two goals to start off the season after having a rough goal last season. Good to see that. So I don't know. I think think there's there's something to build off of. At least the people are saying hit the panic button this early, I think is a bit crazy, but... I think we're we're looking okay. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I was really excited for the match. Obviously, like everybody else, um, I thought we started off pretty strong. You know, we came out passing the ball, moving, attacking. It was nice to see because uh, I'm used to like Roma just taking their time, letting the other team get into the game, getting a feel for it. But this time we came out attacking, so that was amazing to see. Huge uh, props to Balotti for those two goals. And, you know, after that first goal, when he brought it down with the stretch, uh, beat the guy and buried it, I was like, holy crap. I'm like, Il Gallo returns. And then, like you said, a toenail offside. I couldn't believe it. It's like, yeah, this guy is cursed. Like, what luck does this guy have? And then, <laughs> I think I tweeted out the other day. I'm like, uh, it takes a lot of resilience on Belotti's part. Zero goals last season. And when something like that happens early on, you can really get on yourself. You can really let it affect you. But... He just kept powering forward, and uh, two goals came from it. And uh, I think it was one of his best games in the Roma shirt. I think many people said that, but definitely true. Uh, when it comes to Kandreva, I have no words. This guy's an absolute uh, disgrace. <laughs> the last, Literally, I went to Italy last May. I watched Roma Slernitana. The fans don't show up because of that whole, like... Um, oh, yeah, the protest. Yeah, the protest. And then... 
Kandreva scores there, and then I'm like, oh my god, this guy. Like, it has to be Kandreva. It has to be the Lazio merda guy. And then, of course, the first game of the season, here's Kandreva again. The first goal, I mean, you can blame Cristante for not tracking his man through the middle. You can blame Mancini for, uh, well, you can't really blame Mancini because he was right up on his man's back. You can't really blame him for that. Smalling was undressed. Like, Kandreva did a little pump fake to the left. Smalling just fell over himself in that direction. From there, it's really an easy goal. Just take a touch to the right and bury it, right? Rui Patricio looked like uh, he didn't know where he was when the shot went off, but uh, I'm growing a little used to that. (laughs) And then I'll just go to the second goal. So ball comes across a corner of the 18-yard box. Cristante is on him pressing. Uh, Kandreva takes a touch to his left foot, and as it's bouncing, he just hits the perfect strike, curls it right into the left corner. Again, Patricio nowhere to be found. It is a wonder goal, but you would like to see a goalie at least get a figure on it. What did you guys think of the goals against? I don't know. I feel like it's hard to blame Rui for those two goals. Like even the the first one, point blank shot, like right, right in his face, is tough. The second goal, I think no goalie in the world is is, is stopping that. That's just that's just if if you took on to do that another hundred times, he probably won't be able to do that again. I would say it's it's just it's just Roma being Roma. It's it's what we're used to. It's the it's hatred what, for Roma. It, it just wheels them on. It inspires them. Yeah, it, all these guys. No, no matter what, we always we always have these wonder goals scored against us when we're we're looking good. We're pressing all game, and then out of nowhere, Kandreva comes away with the, those goals. It's just unbelievable. I'm almost used to it at this point. <laughs> How about you, Leo? What did you think of the goals? I mean, the first one was just unfortunate, you could say. Like you said, Cristante, it was pretty lazy on his part. It's hard to fully put the blame on him, but he was kind of just, like you could see, his man went went through, and then Mancini stepped up, and then like you said, Smalling, I don't know where Smalling thought that Candreva was going. He did a nice move. And then, like Frank said, once you're in there, it's pretty hard for a goalkeeper to save that. It wasn't the best shot. Like, if you actually watch the replay, it was fairly close to him. If he was saving either of the two goals, he was saving the first one. Yeah. I like, agree. a good goalkeeper like Allison would probably make that save. But, again, we don't have Allison with us, so. Anymore. No, exactly. What a time to be alive that was, huh? Yeah. Oh, man, no kidding. <laughs> no Any kidding. shot on goal, this guy just comes out of nowhere with a the diving glove. save. Yeah. But then yeah. the second goal was, it's it's a wonder goal, right? Like he, like Frank said, the guy, you give that guy the ball there a hundred times, he's not going to do that again. It was yeah. it was perfect. It, Ruby didn't make the best effort to try and save it, but I think even if he did give his 100% to try and save that, that was quite the perfect shot. Is what it is, but you can see the way we conceded again was off of a cross. Mm-hmm. Every time we get we like you saw that was a problem last season. Everything comes over the top, and our wing back was nowhere to be found. Cristante was marking him, and he got Cristante. You know he's going to his left foot, and he got him. But is yeah, what it he is. got him pretty nicely there. Nothing you can do there. Mm-hmm. Um, I I wouldn't put the blame on Rui for either of them. Like I said, if he was going to save one of them, it would have been the first one. But even then, that's a tough shot. He's he's in the eighteen. It's one on one with the goalkeeper. He's going to score just, that. Uh, I guess I'm crazy then because <laughs> no, but don't get me don't get me wrong. I definitely don't feel a hundred percent confident with Rui. It is something no. to like every to shot that's taken. Do you guys have a sense of ease? No, no, no. never. But never. those two it's goals, fifty fifty, man. Those two goals, I think, are just like 
to stop both of them is going to be tough from any keeper. But I agree with you in thinking that Rui, like moving forward, I was surprised I think, that we weren't linked to a goalie at all. This, this yeah, I, I was about to say, I think the reality of the situation is he's not the best goalie at this time in his career. He's getting older, but at the same time, it's not something Roma need to act on right away because we have much bigger issues elsewhere on the pitch. True. I think yeah, we can fair. all agree with that, right? Yeah, that's so, fair. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, I'm starting Svilar next game, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's just me. I'm crazy, but, you know. Okay, so we can move on here. So um, based on the game, uh, Sornitana Roma 2-2, who were your top two players and your top two worst players, I should say? Feel free. Leo, go ahead. Uh, I'll probably start with my top, my sort of my bottom two players. I'd say Spinazzola had a he did nothing like just tear. I, he's he's he goes through his moments where he'll have a good game and then he'll have two bad games and two good games, two bad games. He just wasn't doing it for me offensively, defensively. He just he's I saw a few times he dribbled out of bounds and took a bad touch right out of bounds. He did do nothing. And then my other worst player would probably be Christensen. I know it's early and it's tough to say to judge the guy, but I mean, I don't know. To me, he just doesn't do it. Like, I know he played with leads. If you go and look, he played mainly as a center back. Occasionally, he'd play on the right, but he was mainly a center back. Now we bring him in to play in a three-five-two as a wing back. I just, I, I don't, I think as a defensive player, if you put him in a four in the back, he would probably be not a bad player. He wouldn't do too bad for us, but for what we need him for, when we need to get the ball forward, crosses put in, and to take on players, he's just not that guy. And that's probably it for my bottom two. I'm trying to think of who else wasn't. It's okay. You can make your way to the top. Did you say top? the top? No. No. Should we, no. Should we all do our yeah, bottom? Yeah. yeah, do bottom first. You want to do all do bottom? Yeah, okay, yeah. Frank, you're up next. Frank. So you had Spinozola and Christensen. Spinozola and Christensen. Yeah, I'd probably. I'd probably agree with with Leo and saying uh, Spinazzola. It's been I feel like it's been a like a, a common thing since that last injury. Not the not the Achilles, but his last injury where it's just find him finding consistency is a problem almost all season last season, and now we're starting off to see that. But I would say Spinazzola for sure, and then I'd probably give it to one of the center backs, probably either Smalling or Mancini. On that side, they didn't look too confident that game. I mean, they did look a bit off, falling asleep here and there. That's not what we've expected from those two kind of players. If I had to choose one, I'd probably say Mancini. Was one of the worst, you think? Yeah. Mm. Bottom two. All right. So Spina and Mancini for you. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Um, I'm going to go a little off board here. <laughs> So for the, I think I know what your first one's gonna be. Uh, we'll see. Uh, let me just comment <laughs> on your pick. So Spinozola, I thought he started the game pretty damn awful, but I gotta say he did come on stronger as the game went on. I thought um, he threw in a couple good crosses there, gave us some opportunities. I just feel he's better defensively than Zaluski, just because he's more of a natural fullback. Mm-hmm. So. By that logic, it makes sense. Same as Christensen. He has that defensive aspect to his game. When it comes to the offense, Christensen can't really do anything. He's just kind of like a fridge running down the wing. Um, mm. I don't think any of those guys are in my bottom two, though. For my bottom two, 
based on performance, I would say Bove had a pretty rough game. Yeah, he did. Um, I just think like every time the ball came to him, he was a little indecisive. He wasn't making decisions before the ball came. He was kind of like receiving it, then making the decision, which is always too slow when you're at the pro level. Um, I think he's a great player. I'm not worried about him, but I just think he had a little bit of a rough game. My second guy, I have three guys. I'm going to say Patricio next because I just think he's a joke. (laughs) I mean, like, he makes, he'll have good games, but I, I have no trust in this guy. Every time somebody shoots, I'm like fucking clenching my fist in fear. Um, and then the third guy, because we already talked about Rui Patricio, I don't want to get too much into it. The third guy, I'd say, is Smalling. I don't think he had a good game at all. I think that was one of the biggest reasons he was taken off early. Um, yeah, he just seemed a little weird. I don't know what it is. Like he's he was composed with possession, but off the ball, I just didn't. I didn't see the same Chris Smalling I'm used to. Yeah, we looked, we looked a lot better. Was... Yeah, we looked a lot better when shaky. Chris Dante went back there. Like second Absolutely, half. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, we'll get into our top two players of the match now. Uh, whoever wants to start, feel free. I could start. I, I think Belotti, okay, Belotti <laughs> I mean, I don't even have to really explain. Belotti is yeah. obviously number one. Everyone knows why. Yep. And number two, uh, I'd probably say Awar. Yeah, that was my really second. Really good. Uh, look like having a guy that can can make the runs box to box defense like that one run he made where he made that tackle I think it was on Koulibaly when he was running through the mid that slide tackle to get the yeah, ball from back. behind yeah from yeah. Behind. like just seeing that it reminded me it almost reminded me of, of like that Nyingolan player who yeah, can make runs back forth has the skill to beat a man keep possession smart plays smart passes I mean yeah I think those those are the top two for sure I mine is the exact same as Frank's I just think. Like Awar, for example, for him to come in first game in Italy and to just, it looked like he's been there for years. Like, just calm, cool. Looked like he was, wasn't was nervous. Everything was perfect. Mm-hmm. Offensively, defensively, he's making the through balls. He was making the mm-hmm. runs. Um, I'm really excited about him. I was a little bit skeptical at first when we first signed him. I was thinking, like, why is nobody else interested in this guy? I, but mm-hmm. he... Uh, no, he was probably obviously Belotti number one. It's kind of hard to argue that after yeah. a performance yeah, like yeah. that. But no, Awar, I was really impressed with him. I'm uh, I'm really happy about that signing. Yeah, I, honestly, I fully agree with you guys. Belotti and Noir are my two. I think Belotti really uh, proved to everybody that he's still a professional footballer. He proved to everybody he can still score goals. And I don't know what it was, but it seemed like the luck was with him. Like the ball was following him around. It was everything he tried was working. So. Maybe it's his season. Maybe we sign a striker and Belotti just keeps powering through. We don't know, but we'll see what happens. When it comes to Uar, I always knew this guy was skillful, but watching him play for Roma, like I can just see that he's going to be a quality player for us. He reminds me of Mkhitaryan when we had him on our team. Like He's good with the ball. He can play a little defense. Uh, that one slide tackle he had in the middle of the field was like beautiful to see. Like made me get up out of my chair. I'm like, fucking right, buddy. Um, I think he megged like four people during yeah, the match. All over the so place, yeah. He has that flair. He has that skill level. And uh, I think he's going to be a, a beautiful asset to this team going forward. Um, we'll get into some of the new players later on. So I won't mention like Paredes or Renato Sanchez because I also have some good things to say about them. But um, 
one more thing. Yeah, I'm, ahead, I'm just yeah. excited. I'm excited to see Awar playing with with Dybala and Pellegrini. Having a guy that's up to Dybala's level, like he, it's it's endless with him. It's it, that's a it, top signing, especially to get him for free. I was I was very happy with his performance. Yeah, fully agree. I just wanted to mention for everybody on YouTube right now watching, uh, we're going to read out all your comments at the end of the podcast. So feel free to keep commenting. We'll get to you guys at the end. We just want to keep this free flowing for now. Uh, Moving on to our next uh, thing on the list here. So who would you guys start next match? match? What's your starting formation based on the first match? Uh, And um, we have Pellegrini and Dybala returning as well. So uh, Leo, we can start with you this time. What's your starting uh, formation for the match versus uh, Hellas Verona? I probably would keep, say, the same formation. But in terms of lineup itself, I would probably take... After that performance, I think Spina has to be out. Um, I really liked how Karsdorp played when he came in. I mean, I know that could just be him off the bench performing like that. But I would probably take Spina out for Zalewski. And then I would take Christensen out for Karsdorp. And so I'd go uh, Zalewski, Smalling, Mancini, Lorente, Karsdorp. And then in my midfield, this where it gets tricky. Which at this point, we've, we've never had this problem where we've got too many midfielders to, to pick from. But I'd probably go, if it would work, I'd go Pellegrini, Awar, Dybala, 10. Belotti, El Sharawi, or or if you can put say Dybala as a false nine and then start. I don't know. It's tough to say. Honestly, I would probably maybe put Cristante as a more of a defensive midfielder with Awar and Pellegrini above him, and then you got Dybala and Belotti up top. But that's kind of how I would go with it. It's tough okay. to say. Like I said, this is the first time we've ever had this problem where we've got. We've got too many Some midfielders depth. to pick from. Yeah. Like we don't have, yeah. we've never had midfield depth like this. It's always been a problem. But that's probably how I would do it. All right, Frank. I'd probably go. So I got it. Uh, I'd start Rui and Net. I mean, I know you'd start uh, Svr Lupo, but I don't know about that early. <laughs> but Lorente Smalling. I'd keep. The, I'd keep the black back line just because it's the first game. Let's see how they can do again. Maybe it was just the first game. You know, the jitters get the jitters out. We'll see how they are moving forward. They did have a solid season last season. So I would say Lorente, Smalling, Mancini. And then I kept Spina in there for the same reason. I think you give some of those veteran players one more chance, give them another game, and then we'll see from there. But in the mid, I'd say Pellegrini, Cristante, Awar. Kind of drop Cristante right in behind. Christensen on the right. And then Dybala and Belotti up top. All right. That's fair. Yeah, I think I agree with a lot of what you guys are saying. Um, so I'll start from the back here. We got Sevilla and Net. Left wing back, I'd stay with Sp- like Spina just for another match. I think Zalewski's a much better sub than Spina is. Mm-hmm. Like he can come on and cause some havoc out there like we saw uh, the last match. So I'd mm-hmm. start Spina, try to get him some confidence because at the end of the day, if he's on his game, we're laughing. Um Mid uh, center backs, I'd go pretty much the same thing. Yeah, Lorente, Smalling, and Mancini. I'd definitely bring in Indica at some point of the match. I want to see what this guy's got. There's like a lot of teams are after him. He's a 
pretty quality player from everything I can tell. So I'd like to see him come in. Uh, on the right side, I'd play Karsdorp. Uh, at the end of the day, Christensen's alone. Karsdorp we own, so I would definitely go with Karsdorp. He's decent defensively and much better than Christensen offensively, so I'd mm-hmm. definitely put him there. Midfield's tough for me. I know Mourinho wants to play Cristante, but I don't. I'll be honest with you guys. I think he's a good sub, considering the midfielders we have. I want to put in Paredes in the midfield. As we saw when he came in, he controls the ball. He's telling people what to do. He's he's really that sitting midfielder that we do not have on this team. Especially with Matic gone, who else is going to dictate the play? It's not Cristante. Cristante is not able to get the ball, turn, make the right like. He's more rugged. Like he's good defensively, but he's not that maestro you need in the middle to orchestrate the play. I think Paredes is actually the guy to do that. Um, there was reports that came out that he was going to start next game, but I guess we'll see what happens. But yeah, I definitely put him in the midfield. And I think you have to go Owad after that performance, and then you have to put Pellegrini as well. Um, in a perfect world, we'd put Renato in there too, but at this point, I feel once he, he's not even there at his fitness level yet. So yeah, I'd go Awad, uh, Paredes, and Pellegrini. Um, and then that just leaves uh, Paulo Dybala and Balotti. Like, who else are you going to put up there at this point? Mm-hmm. Dybala's for sure, and Balotti, two-goal performance, you can't go wrong with him, so. Yeah. And we don't have any other options. Yeah, that's your Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we only have one striker, but we'll get to the transfer market a little later on here. Just wanted to give a shout-out, I forgot to do this early on, to the Primavera side for Roma, who won the Supercopa today. And, uh, Frank, you were saying that uh, Pagano actually played, no? Yeah, Pagano started in the mid, yeah. Did you guys see the goal by Cherubini? No, I didn't see it. He scored an absolute banger outside the box, hit the goalie back. Who scored a banger? Cherubini. Cherubini. Oh, okay. I'll have to check that out. No, good for them. That's big. Our Primavera is always a quality side, though. They're top. It's obviously great to see. Yeah, and you could see with Bove, Zaleski, Pagano coming in. Uh, Bopato just left Missouri. I mean, you can definitely see the Primavera is doing, doing its job and it's doing what we want to see. Absolutely. And when you have guys like Pagano that have been wearing the jersey. Oh, we lost Leo. <laughs> we'll continue on. Uh, when you have guys like Pagano who just uh, have been wearing the jersey since they were five years old, I think uh, he said it in an a interview. It's great yeah. to see. Like You have these type of players that start off at, at the Primavera. They grow Really Totti and Di Rossi-esque, right? But uh, mm-hmm. at, I was kind of pissed off seeing Pagano uh, enter that late in the game. I think he has something that not a lot of guys on our team have, especially without Dybala. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think going forward, we'll see more and more of Pagano, especially when we have two games in one week. So I'm not too worried about that. Um, moving on, I had a conversation for uh, Rui Patricio, but I feel we've covered that so far. <laughs> Do you let me just say this? Do you trust Rui Patricio for the rest of the year? Do you think he's the guy? I just don't think we have any other options. Like I, you don't, I don't give Svilara a chance. I maybe in a Europa or something, a Copa Italia. I don't know. I don't know. It's tough I think, to say. I think Rui, I'm not at Rui, practice, so I, I don't know what goes on. But I think you really, like, Rui has to really play himself out of the position in order to not get get called anymore. It's like. He's the veteran guy, like you were saying. We don't, we can't really spend too much on a goalie. It's true. Uh, yeah. Spiar's there, but I feel like Mourinho would have 
maybe so you would have saw him a little Rui, bit more. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying Rui Patricio has to have a kind of performance where it's two shots, two goals? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> you think CR okay, okay. would stop would stop one of those shots? No, no chance. Well, he has youth. Maybe he has anticipation to move over a little bit. Where else is Kandreva shooting in that situation? Tell me. You know he's curling. It's true. The first goal or the second goal? Second. The first goal, you would hope Patricio just kind of gets a tip on it to get it over the net, but it was a far, it was a banger. Second goal, you know where Kandreva's shooting. Ah, yeah, only, but in a game, it's the one touch. The only excuse is you it's... don't think he's gonna take that shot. That's the only excuse. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like I feel like you could even blame Cristante a bit more in saying like that's I, the yeah, only. I, I did. I that's did. the only way you don't let him go, and that's yeah. it was such an easy touch right into the middle, and it's like almost yeah. Cristante looked tired. Like it took him. Like it took a lot of energy to get there. Then he's like, oh, he's going this way. You know what I mean? I like, feel like everyone thought like obviously he's not gonna do that. Like that's like messy ask that stuff. One touch, weak foot. <laughs> Left foot messy, yeah. Well, at the, like, at the end of the day, Roma wins that match if there's no, not two wonder goals. I can't even call it. The first one's not a wonder goal. I'm sorry. No. Like, he took no, a it touch was a nice to the goal. right and shot it in the net. Like, yeah, no, it was a nice no, goal. No, second no, goal, okay. But it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. a wonder goal by any means, no. I'm not saying it's no. easy to stop the first goal, but it's easy to prevent. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a build-up. It, it was a combination of things. Yeah. From the midfield yeah, to exactly. the defense yeah. to... Wait. Really? Space there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys saw the clip, but uh, Cristante, he could be at fault for two goals if we're being quite honest here. Yeah. Did you guys see the clip when the gun Kandreva ran through the middle on Cristante? He's standing there. Yeah, he's yeah, standing yeah. there. Yeah. He's got to have way better awareness in that position. Yeah. No, you can't just let that happen. That's too easy. It's on him. And the second goal, I don't know if you can blame Cristante, but he played a big piece of that too. So that's mm-hmm. why I thought Cristante didn't have the best game, but. uh I think Paredes is the better choice right now. I know we're loyal to Castaneda. I feel like there's a lot, even how we did the top two, I feel like there's a lot of players. Like, even you could throw an El Shadawi into the mix of, of not looking so good last game, too. I feel like him and Belotti didn't really link up too well. There's a lot of guys who kind of didn't didn't have it, right? No. Yeah, he, like I said, um, I think I tweeted, Shadawi had his moments. Like, there was times he looked good like that one run he made where he, he put the ball into Bellotti was insane around the whole the whole half of the field mm-hmm. but then there was other moments where you, he was just wasn't there he was just yeah. hiding and stuff like that but I don't know like I said it's it's hard to judge off the first game of the season but but like yeah. yeah at the same time you got to say something but no but do you, I do agree. you guys think we should stay loyal to like a player like Cristante I know he, he's all around he can I play will. center back and all that he played most of our matches last year. He played phenomenally. Later in the season, I thought he played much better than the beginning. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we came. What did we come? Fifth, sixth? I can't even remember. <laughs> like you know, yeah, what I mean? we're, we're loyal to guys that couldn't get us into the Champions League. Like I love Cristante. I love what he's all about. Team, 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 team first. But I don't know. I, I mean, now with... be cha- go ahead, Leo. go ahead, go ahead, Frank. Go ahead, go ahead, Frank. No, I was going to say, I think there's going to be chances for all the mids. Like, right now, I would still exactly, start Cristante yeah. because it's more about, like, how the team knows how to play together, that system. You could tell when we're when we're really playing compact, I feel like Cristante is a really big part of it. That offside goal, he did play that ball into Belotti, too, which was a pretty nice ball. Beautiful ball. Um, he can switch to play. Like, he has, he can, he's one of the few players who could really ping a ball across the field. Um, I, I mean, Cada does now. We've seen him do it a couple times, but... Overall, I would I would still say loyal to Cassante for sure. 
That's fair. No, I think so too. And I just think like like you said, Lupo, he's not the player that will completely control the field like a guy like Paredes will or like Matic would. But he's still he's he provides enough defensively and he does his job going forward. You'd like mm-hmm. to see him do a little more of like being the engine and bringing the ball up and finding those passes. Like Frank just said, that first offside goal was a beautiful ball. Like beautiful over the top ball picked out Bellotti and he scored. It's too bad. Like you said, fingernail or toenail offside. But yeah, um, was... if it's up to me, I would say or this early on in the season, I'd say keep Cristante in the lineup. And if it's, it's not working out and he's not kind of adjusting to that role now that we don't have a player like Matic there, then at that point you have to give a guy like Perez the um, the opportunity to try and prove himself. This leads into our next topic, uh, the new signings. How did they play? So what did you guys think of Perez? Go ahead, Frank. I, th- I thought he looked good um, coming into the field. Now, he came in and Cristante dropped back, correct? Center back, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it kind of gave them him more of a leash to to move a bit forward. But no, I thought overall, good, very good, looks good, a lot better than what uh, people said about him at Juve last year. And another thing that I like to see is he's another guy who gives us an option to take some set pieces. Uh, I think he had a really good set piece. He didn't mess up That's a couple. Corner but- kick. Yeah, got the assist on the uh, Bellotti goal, right? So exactly, and even some of those like early crosses, just having another option too is always good. Uh, but I thought it was good. Yeah, how about you, Leo? I think the same thing. I think I mean again, he's played with us before. He played for Juve last year, so he's he's a bit used to the league. He knows what uh, what he's getting himself into. But just I mean, you saw in the World Cup, he didn't have the he didn't play the greatest in the, with Argentina. But he's a composed player. He's calm. He knows how to to dictate the pace of the game. He's not worried. He's not, uh, I don't know the way to put it. Like he's, he's a, he's a perfect midfielder in my opinion, but at the yeah. same time, it's, we, he just arrived in Rome, what three, four days before the game. It's kind of hard to integrate him into the squad right away. I was honestly surprised to see him come in, but um, like you said, set P he's great on the set pieces. As soon as he came in, he started taking all the corners, all the free kicks and he had a nice, a few nice crosses in. And then, of course, on the assist it was a beautiful ball into Bellotti. So uh, I, I'm, I thought he played well, and I'm excited to see a little more of him. But I mean, he's got big boots to fill with that uh, number sixteen on his back. But I guess oh, we'll yeah, see. that's for sure. I guess we'll see how it goes. But I'm excited. About yeah, that. I loved uh, his game when he came in. I think every time he gets the ball, I'm kind of put at ease. Like I'm not worried when Paredes gets the ball. I know he's gonna keep it. I know he's gonna shield. I know he's gonna do the right things to keep possession. I can't say the same for Cristante. Um, Cristante is a good team player. Like, let's be honest. He's a perfect sub. He can play center back. He can get in there, do the dirty work. But I think Paredes wins us more football matches. Um, I know it's early, like you said, Leo. And I would give Cristante more chances going forward. But I just feel like there comes a time when you got to play the players that need to play to win. I'm not sure when that's going to come. But, uh... Hey, maybe Cristante plays against Hellas and he plays amazing. Like he, he had a couple games last season where like he was the standout. Mm-hmm. Everyone's uh, tweeting King Brian and all that, right? So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but back to Paredes. I think he's an excellent signing, especially for four million. It's great to see him back in the colors and uh, yeah, with that number sixteen on his back, uh, he's really he really has a lot of responsibility. But like yeah. I tweeted in the past. 
if someone's willing to take on that responsibility, knowing what that number means to the fans and the club, like that's a great sign. It means he's here to stay and he's here to do whatever he can do to help the team win, right? So you can't go wrong with that at the end of the no. day. No, what I do agree. we all think of uh, Renato Sanchez from the short time we saw him play? I think it was, what, like 20 minutes? 25 30, minutes, 25? I think he played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Leo. I know this I, is your boy. I honestly, I, since, <laughs> I, since 2016, I've been a big fan of this guy, and I, I'm not a Portugal fan at all. I actually, I can't stand Portugal, but to see him in in Euros back then, I was instantly was just like, this guy, this guy has a bright future ahead of him. And then went went off to I think it was Bayern at first. Didn't have a good didn't have a good spell. Then I think it was Swansea, and then he ended up back in France. And with if you actually go and look when he played with Leo the, the the season that they won the league he was standout like just a baller like top performer and then I'm not sure what made him want to go to PSG because knowing he wasn't going to get very many minutes and I guess the injuries and whatnot kind of puts like a question mark on him but then when I saw him linked to us I didn't think it was actually even going to happen but him coming to us I got excited I I I want to buy his jersey I was saying but. <laughs> even just like I said in a short 25 minute spell and like you said he's not in full fitness just arrived in Rome that week he comes back he wins the ball on the edge of our 18 he drives up the field with it he's pushing two three guys off him draws a foul I think he's a little bit like he kind of sometimes maybe forces it a few times here and there but again mm-hmm. that, that'll come with getting used to the league it's a completely he's never played in the city ah, it's a completely different league for him completely different team but i think under under a manager like jose a player like that will will be per if he stays healthy he'll be a perfect player for roma i'm i'm really excited about him what do you think frank yeah i couldn't agree more i pretty much agree with everything you said there especially the fitness i think the issue the problem with him not so much a problem but it's going to be the product on the field we know is there. It's just more about, like you said, staying healthy. Uh, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, we can get it, get him going. Um, just like we have, a, just like DiBala, when we brought him in, everyone said, "Oh, he's injury prone." I mean, he did get injured last year, but did look pretty good at times. So, just like Renato, I think we should, we won't have to worry about the product on the field. It's just more about the fitness. But looked really good. Had some flashes of brilliance. So it's good to see. And what I really like is him being able to drive the ball forward. It's just amazing for Mourinho's style. Just advances the ball. He's pretty much like a single-man counterattack. Can start a counterattack yeah. by himself, beat a couple men in the midfield. But no, it's really good. Because we haven't had anything like that in the last – I couldn't even tell you the last time we had a player like that. Like I said, who will win the ball on the edge of your 18. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Who will win the yeah. ball on the edge of your 18, crunch somebody, get up, bring the ball up to the field and pick out that pass and then get the counterattack going. So I think he's perfect. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely a midfielder we do not have right now. So mm-hmm, I'm well sure. I'll take him any day of the week. I think um, I don't. I haven't seen a, a lot of him. I've seen that like what was it, the World Cup or the Euro where he like kind of made a stamp on the scene. I forgot which one it was, but Euro 2016. Yeah, 2016. When he was 18, right? Yeah, 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 he was yeah. Young. So he was killing it there. You could see the potential. You could see the skill. Um, based on Roma's first match, uh, when he came onto the pitch, I was excited. Um, you could see right away he's a battler. He's going to be running all over the place, the hair flying everywhere. Like <laughs> I love it. But um, like Frank said, I the thing I love the most is how he drives the ball forward. It's not like a Cristante or like a Pellegrini. Well, Pellegrini's gotten better at it, but 
I just hate when a midfielder gets the ball and he's like, okay, where can I pass backwards right now? Like, yeah, sideways, like, backwards. Buddy, sideways, get the ball and go yeah. forward. Like, yeah. And I, that's what I love about Renato Sanchez. It's just like he always wants to attack. He always wants to find that open space. He always wants to exploit the defense. And I love to see that because I think it was later in the game when Uwada had possession and I'm like, I wanted him to go forward so bad. But like, I don't know. He just kind of like took his time. I think he was a little tired but it pissed me off. Like, we need to score, drive the ball up the field, right? Mm. Seeing Renato do that, it just gave me so much hope and, like, happiness. Just, like, this guy wants to win. He wants to score. It's just beautiful to see. Um, and I love the Grita. I love the fight. It reminds me of Raja, Di Rossi. I, I love it. You guys know me, right? I like to see blood on the people's shirts and stuff, right? <laughs> so, um, I think he has a bright future. What what's the, the the clause to buy for what was it like twelve to fifteen something like that? I think it's twelve yeah, it's million. Sixty percent. Okay, so 60% if this matches. guy bangs in like six goals and just plays stellar, you have to sign him. Yeah, you know I don't. I, mean? I don't see why we wouldn't. I don't. Yeah. I don't see any problems with him going forward. Like I feel like he's gonna erupt. I feel like everything seems good. But like you said, his fitness has to be there. That's the biggest concern. Um, I think he could easily be one of our best midfielders. I think he's good defensively, good offensively, good with the ball, very skillful. He'll do, like, special touches with the skill that he has. I think he has the potential to be one of the best. I think he's going to complement Pellegrini very well because, mm-hmm. like, he attacks with, like, speed and, like, strength, and Pellegrini can kind of take possession from there and, like, make the right pass. I'm telling you guys, like, once we get Uwad, Pellegrini, and Sanchez on the field at the same time, there's look a out. lot of potential there. And then yeah, you added Paul Dybala with those, those three? Maybe a little bit of uh, Marcos Leonardo. I don't know, guys. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. But that's a team I can enjoy watching. That's all I'm saying here. And, no, yeah, sure. like we all said, it's very exciting that we got Renato Sanchez. His ceiling's very high. But, again, it's the fitness. It's the health. Yeah. It's Can he stay healthy? That's the main factor. I just hope he's not uh, left on the bench for Cristante or going for it. We have to play the best players to win. I don't know if Mourinho's a loyalist, but – I kind of feel like he is. So we'll see what happens going forward. But there's going to be a I lot. I want to see it or though. I know I want to see Paredes. Go ahead. We got a lot of games this season. Uh, like last year, how many times did we? Did you want to see another? You know, kind of a change into the lineup. Give Cristante a rest, Pellegrini a rest against some of these smaller teams. But we had to essentially play the same eleven all season. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I think that's why at the end of the day, everyone's going to get a chance. It's it. This is just, what we're talking about here is actually a good problem. We've never had this problem for a while um, with having all those mids. Then you had Bova into the mix with that. It, it's just like he was a starter for us last year. And now we're almost talking about him not even getting a chance in the mid. It's pretty it's good to see. But it's yeah. Can't complain. No, for sure. I know we uh, touched on him a little bit, but I guess we can go around about the Uwad. What are we thinking? I know we, he was on all of our best players in the match, but uh, what do you see going forward? Where do you think his best position is going to be? And uh, who are you excited to see him play with? I, I can start with that one, but I, I was it was crazy to see what he was saying today about already yeah. taking leadership, about him not being happy about the draw, needing to defend better, you know, really taking on the role with his team. And I mean, kind of, taking a leadership role with the squad, which is nice to see as a top player as well. But um, uh, he said he could play striker, winger, attacking mid, defensive mid. I personally think 
you play him. If you're going to have Castante in the mid or Paredes, you play them in behind uh, and have Pellegrini and Aouar right in front of them. If you're going to play two strikers or just like we saw with Pellegrini last year, having him and Dybala kind of as like that false false uh, forward or false winger, if you want to call it. So I would put him there. But those are the two positions I'd probably see him. No, I agree. Leo? I agree. I think either as a, an eight, like you said, Cristante below, Pellegrini and Awar in the middle. Like I, that's where he played on Sunday, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And then if not, if we want to go for more attacking, if we say we have a few injuries here or there, I'd put him as a 10 with uh, Dybala up top. But preferably, I'd like him as a center mid because you saw the tackles he was making. Like He's he's no, not he's afraid good. to go in and, and into a 50-50 or in from behind when we're, when the other team's counterattacking and, and make those tackles. So I think I, preferably I'd like him as an 8. But I agree. Like he said himself, he's, he's versatile. He's willing to play wherever. But per, uh, personally, I'd like to see him as an 8. Beside Pellegrini, I think they really would benefit off each other a lot. And in terms of who's behind them, it's either, like I said earlier, I'd put Cristante for now. But um, going forward, it could be Perez. But I'm, I can imagine a midfield with Renato Sanchez, Pellegrini, and Alvar. Like, you would have told me that would have been our midfield two, three years ago. I would have laughed at you. But here we are, <laughs> right? Like, here we are. So I don't know. That's it for me. I keep him as an eight. Eight or a ten. That's it. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I fully agree. No, I fully agree. Like that midfield with Uwad, Pellegrini, Renato Sanchez. If you could find a way to get all these four guys, Pellegrini, Renato, uh, Uwad, and Paredes on the pitch all together, I'd even throw Pellegrini uh, beside Dybala. Yeah. Honestly, can you imagine that? But then at the same time, we don't have that strength, right? We don't have that Balotti, that striker who's going to be strong and like hold up play and all that, right? So it's. I'll tell you guys right now, I'm switching three at the back any chance I can get. I know this is an ongoing issue. I know we play better when we have three at the back, but I'm telling you, man, we can play four at the back, especially with Christensen, especially with Spina. Like, we have guys who can actually play four at the back now. Like, if if you set up a formation where it's like, let's say, Spina Zola, uh, like Smalling and Dika, let's say, for the sake of it, uh, Christensen. And then you go like uh, I don't know, Renato Paredes as a two sitting. You have Owad ahead of them. Then you put Pellegrini on the left, DiBala on the right, and Balotti up top. Like, I think that's our best squad, guys. Honestly, it's definitely doable. Yeah, it's just about Mourinho changing. But I think I yeah, think like you said, we play, we do play our best, and just having three at the back it just adds, you know, another defender, more stability, but. We'll see moving forward. I think uh, you say that, right? But where's the stability? That's the thing. Sure. Like we we always say stability, stability, but sixth place, you know, Smalling falls over, Candreva scores. <laughs> like I don't know, man. Maybe it's true we do play better, but we basically went to four at the back when Cristante was center back, and look yeah, how much offense think- we generated. I think a lot of it stems from last year, too. Like I was saying, not having many options, having to play the same 11. You play three at the back and got us to the Europa League final, right? I mean, we did have a good defensive record in Europe. So, it's it's 
it's something to think about. I I think Mourinho prefers the four two three one. We saw him start with that and then kind of move to a three in the back when he came. So I think he I think he wants to go back to that. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. I think Mourinho's dying to go back to the four, but he doesn't feel like he can, and that's one of the biggest issues we have. So, mm-hmm. any new guys that play that I'm missing, we can say Christensen. Yeah, okay, we'll go Christensen first. <laughs> Leo, I know you're dying to talk about this, so let's hear it. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I I get it's alone. It's good. He adds depth. What was that tweet you sent out? Sorry, I think you should uh, read that all out. I said something like, uh, "Hello at Leeds United. Send uh, take this guy back to England. He's too good for the city." Uh. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's again. I could just be reactionary. It's the first game of the season, and you know, I wasn't too excited about the result or how he, how he performed. But um, I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't want to keep repeating myself, but he isn't a a wing back. He's a he's a center back or a right back. That's how he played for for Leeds, and I believe that's where he played oh, absolutely. Leipzig or whoever he was with. So to just kind of throw him into a new league, new team, um, as a as a wing back, I know it's just Salonitana, but it's a big change and it takes a lot to get used to. And I don't think he's got the offensive attributes that we need for that position. Like <clears throat> when we saw Karsdorp come in, he was winning the ball in the back, he was driving forward, he was putting in crosses, he was. Exactly what we needed in a game like that with the formation mm-hmm. and place that we play with. But if we will ever do switch to a four in the back, I think Christensen would be my number one pick. A guy who you, you can count on in the back. He's defensive. He's a the size of him. He's a unit. He, like he's, yeah. he's a tank. He looks like a bodybuilder. But um, <laughs> I don't think it's he's that guy. Yeah, exactly. I don't think he's that guy for a, for a three in the back formation. But no, you're right. Again, first game of the no, season. No, definitely not. He has no offensive ability. Like, especially with he's... Mourinho's formation. Yeah, Every, you we really rely on our wing backs to get the ball forward. And I mean, you saw it was evident last game that he could not do that very well. No. But again, I'm giving I'm giving a lot of guys a pass with the first game. We'll see what, how it is moving forward, and then and then you'll see the real Frank come out. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. The real Frank doesn't hold back, man. <laughs> what do you think about him, Lupo? Like it's pretty much what you guys are saying. Like he's a solid player. He's strong. He's physical. He's reliable defensively, but he's not an attacker. I think at the end of the day, Mourinho wants our whole backline to shift when like Zalewski or Spinoza will go up the field. So then we'll have technically a four at the back. I think that's the biggest reason why we have Christensen there. Um, it gives us a little bit of a, a cushion when we're on the attack. But at the same time, our attack isn't the best. Um, so, I don't know. I think now is a good time. I just thought about it to bring up the fact that as soon as Balotti scored that first goal that was actually allowed, not the first one that was disallowed, so it was one nothing Roma, we shut down. We haven't yeah. talked about this at all. We literally scored that goal, and we did what we always do, same as last season. We sit back. We let the other team attack. We let the other team gain confidence make some passes, which is the worst thing you could possibly do, in my opinion. you got to demoralize your opponent. you got to keep attacking, score another goal. Don't give them any room to breathe. And I feel, I don't know if you guys thought the same thing, but as soon as we scored that goal, it was back to the old school Roma. Yeah, we took our foot off the gas right away. We, Like I was saying earlier, we just we played the first 
20, 25 minutes was just unbelievable. Like, I, I, I was so excited. I'm like, I haven't seen Roma play like this before. Moving the ball around, everybody's energetic. The confidence was at an all-time high. Then we score the goal, and it's the, you could see the gaps in the midfield opening. We're just letting them run at us. We're, we're letting them hold possession of the ball instead of us holding possession of the ball against a team like that, which that's exactly what kills you in games like that. You just you you allow for them to come in and attack at you, and it's exactly what happened. You got guys like Cristante on the goal, for example, just sleeping. We fell asleep. Whereas in a game like that, if you go up two, three, nothing in the first half, or two nothing in the first half, the game's essentially over. But we uh, we let we let them get back into the game. I don't think that they. I'm not saying they played horrible, Salonitana, but we uh, we definitely helped them out in the sense of getting them back into the game. But yeah, what do you think, Frank? No, I couldn't agree more. It was yeah, like like you guys both said, we let her foot off the gas as soon as we scored that first one. Um, and I feel like even when they scored, it was like it you we didn't even get a reaction out of the team either. It was it took like a little bit for the for us to get back going, and then of course Kandeva scores, and we managed to squeeze out a point. It was only yeah. till the end of the game where we really stepped on stepped on the gas, and I think a lot of it was due to the subs that were brought in. And, uh, yeah. No, for yeah, sure. I fully agree. Like, when we finally put in the subs that are able to attack and play that type of game where we're taking over, we're keeping possession, we're bringing the game to the opponent, that's the way Roma has to play. Like, the Romas of the past, they didn't sit back. They attacked. And I know Jose Mourinho plays for the win. I know in certain circumstances you have to sit back, like in Europa League, for example – when we had a bunch of injuries, we barely had a, a starting roster. You have to park the bus. That's the way to win the game. But right now, it's not the case. Uh, I don't think we should be sitting back against Serenitana. I think we should be pumping goals into them, winning 3 nothing, 3-1. If you look at every other big team in the league, they attack. They don't care. If the other team scores a goal, they score two more. Like In my opinion, that's the way to win. And I feel once we get that next striker, whoever it is, Zapata or Lukaku... <laughs> Probably not, but we'll see. Um, I feel we're going to have that ability to actually destroy teams. Because look at our players, guys. Like, we, Pellegrini, Renato Sanchez, Uwad, like, El Shirawe, Dybala. Like, you have players who can play. You have players who can score, who can attack. There's no reason for us to sit back. At least in my opinion. No, I agree. Against a bigger so, team, like, say we're playing against uh, an Inter or... Milan, we're up 1-0 in the 50th minute. Okay, now kind of sit back. Don't yeah, risk anything. Back, yeah. But at the same time, like we're playing Salonitana. It's the first game of the season. You're at home. These fans have been waiting all all summer to come see you guys. And then you score one goal and you just stop playing. Like it just, it to me, it just doesn't make sense. But, and like you said, with, with players, like we've got quality now. At this point, we do have quality. And we have quality to play 90 minutes of actually playing football, not just Okay, we scored. Now everybody get behind the halfway line and let's just kill the game out. So it's it's hard to watch when it's like that. But I guess I mean, who knows? We'll see. See how it goes from here. I agree with you guys, but at the same time, let's not remember who the last coach was with Fonseca, and all we did, all we did was attack, and it didn't always end very well. Yeah, that's true. We like, we didn't have this just... quality. <laughs> You're making me think of Manchester now. Why are you doing this to me, man? <laughs> we're up 2-1. We're, we're down a man. This guy sends everyone forward more than the first half. <laughs> Idiot, man. 
idiot. Oh. But yeah, you're fully right. Like I think Fonseca, he he attacked well, but he just didn't know how to defend well. Yeah, that's what, that's why I feel like Jose knows, especially with that team that we had out there. If Dybala's out there and Pellegrini, it's a bit different. I feel like he he almost was playing for like a one nothing, two nothing win. And yeah. I mean, aside from those two, like you have to think though, like but Rui Patricio really didn't have a stop to make. He got they got two shots. One was an absolute wonder goal. The second one, we let him walk right <laughs> into it. We let him walk right right into the six yard box, and I mean, you can't really do much. There, no, right? they, so, they we didn't give them they, any proper chances. That was it. No, their their XG was 0.14. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't understand. We defended well. It's just like the, the little the mental lapses, like the Cristante sleeping. And then like like you said, the second goal was a wonder goal. It's hard it's hard to uh criticize anything on a goal like that. You just gotta gotta give Kandreva yeah. credit, that piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's so the mad that yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so I guess we talked a lot about the, the match and uh, everything else. So now we can start uh, going into the transfer market. So right now we're linked to, I don't know if it's true, but we're linked to Lukaku. There were some weird rumors about uh, a guy named Mason Greenwood. I don't know what you guys think about that. Uh, then there's obviously Marcos Leonardo from uh, in January. I don't They've said we were going to close early this week, but I really haven't heard anything about it. So, yeah, what do you guys think? What do you? What have you heard? Have you heard anything I didn't mention? Uh, I mean, wait, right now, if you're asking about opinions, I'd take either Zapata or Lukaku. Probably oh, yeah. Lukaku a bit more just because I feel like he's a bit more proven, um, more of a bigger profile. Zapata, I think, is a bit older than Lukaku as well. Um but at the end of the day, right now in the situation Roma's in, I take either or. Uh, Marcos Leonardo coming in January. Let's hope that's true. I saw reported fee for ten mil. Uh, if that's yeah. true, that's amazing business by uh, by Pinto. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I would take either of the strikers. Any help we can get right now is amazing. But hey, it is what it is. How about you guys? Um, for me, like I agree with you on the fact that if you're if you're asking me, would I rather Lukaku or Zapata? Yeah, he's I think two years younger than Zapata, Lukaku. So mm-hmm. I would uh, I'd prefer. I think him everyone would take him. Lukaku. For yeah, sure. his hold up play is just ridiculous. Like some of the best I've ever seen. Just the way he, the, uh, even like last year, Onana would get the ball and he immediately would be looking out for Lukaku just to just to send him the ball bring it down with his chest, hold it up, wait for the team to get up the field, and then go from there. Obviously, he's a bit of a clumsy player, but, I mean, at this point, I would take I would take anybody, to be honest. But, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say. Like, a game – if Balotti can keep up this form that he had last game, then we're laughing. It's like, a, it's like a new signing compared to last year. But I'd still be happy with a guy like Zapata. Like, he's a, he's a proven player. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. But he's just – he's getting up there in age. And um, I'd still be happy with him. I don't know what the – is it the loan we're looking at, correct? Yeah, we're pushing for a loan, but they want a, a straight up, like straight purchase, which is so, impossible. So, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't be upset if we got Zapata. Like, again, it's just more depth <clears throat> than it adds to us. I think Tammy's out till February. And then if this Leonardo if, – if that's the case, we're not going to get until January. I don't think we can survive with just Bilotti for what? five months four or five months no there's no chance it's a bit of a reach so 
I don't know. We'll see. I, I have a hard time believing that this Lukaku stuff is real. I know we were just saying earlier how we saw that uh, Gazzetta said our CEO is in London dealing with it. and advanced, That was the uh, night, though, yeah. Yeah, talks are advancing. So who knows? We'll see. I'd be happy with um, with either of those guys. And then uh, in terms of Leonardo, I've, I can't say I've watched him play. Like I don't really watch the Brazilian league for for say, but he scored in that game he played on the weekend, eh? Against Grêmio. Really? See, like I saw his stat. He buried it. It went to the fans. It started hugging them. <laughs> I saw his stat. They scored twenty-one goals, and he's had a hand in. No, he's quality, man. I'm telling you See, right now, he's quality. Yeah, you got goals and assists. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Based on that goal, I saw alone. He made. He waited. Made the right run. Buried it with his left foot. He's got some quality to him. No, he'd be Before good. I get into Lukaku, I just wanted to ask, where the hell is Eden Dzeko right now? I was wondering this the other day. I thought he went he to, for a team? to Fenerbahce. He yeah. With the Fenerbahce? I, th- yeah. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys notice that uh, – ha- it's the first episode. I have to do this. Um, did you guys notice he didn't win one Scudetto for Inter? Yeah, he didn't. No, just Coppa Italia. And he, he knows going to win the Scudetto this year. Inter. Okay, there you guys go. I just oh, wanted to throw that out there. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw a little future in there for you. <laughs> What's that? I'm gonna throw in a little future bet in there for you, just for, okay. for Inter. Well, they're, they're probably the they're most likely. Right you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think anyway, that's uh, that's my pick. But yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. I think they're gonna win for sure. They're solid, man. <laughs> they, they brought off Fratesi off the bench. Off for the, the bench. Of, are you like? Are you yeah. joking? So yeah, we got run out of benches off the bench. Hey, good. It's a good way to look at ah, it. There you go. Smart guy, Frank. Okay, so uh, I'll get into Lukaku. I think Lukaku can change the whole dynamic of this team. Um, we play with a target man usually, and he, he would just bring Roma to the next level, I think. I think he can easily score more than 20 goals. I think he's in a situation where he needs a rebirth in a way, the same thing that happened with Inter. Uh, Mourinho's coached them before, so they have that relationship, whether for good or for bad, I'm not sure. But yeah, I just think he's that... I'm not going to call him world-class, but he has the ability when he's on his game to be a game-changer. Like, nobody's stopping this guy if he's on his game. And then there's the other side of the coin where he can be a disaster and we can be scoring goals, but he's blocking it with his head, right? Like the Champions League final. Yeah. Uh By the way, if that ball went in, I won $1,500. So I'm a little more angry than most. <laughs> oh, I picked the right God. score, everything. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, yeah, but he would really change this team. Obviously, I want him way more than I want Zapata. But I think we'll end up with Zapata at the end of the day, unless Gasparini blocks the transfer. Uh, the latest news we got, I believe, was uh, Gasparini wasn't convinced that he wanted to let him go. Uh, Zapata was pushing for the transfer. And then Roma gave an ultimatum. I think it was 48 hours. It's either you give it to him, give it, give him to us, or we're moving on. So we'll see what transpires from here. But I, I have one more need question. A guy, obviously, like you guys said. So sorry for it. Go ahead. No, no. After this, I thought I thought it, uh, you read it. I was. I got one more question for you guys after this. Yeah, and Marcos Leonardo, as we touched on, um, I think he's incredible. I think he's a lot of potential. He's still only 20 years old. He was pushing for the move. The The ownership promised him that he was going to come to Roma. So he's obviously willing. He's obviously dying to come here. And uh, 
if we could get him on a discount in January, by all means. But you got to close that pre-agreement as soon as possible. Because if this guy keeps scoring, there's going to be bigger clubs than Roma. Yeah. Get. yeah. Not that there's a bigger club than Roma. But, you know, people have different opinions. I don't agree with them. But, you know, what can you do? Frank, what's your question? Oh, yeah, no, I wanted to ask you is if you have to if you have to grade the transfer market for this this season with every everything you have to keep in mind the with free signings FFP too? restriction, FFP restrictions and everything. Yeah, the free signings and okay. let's just say, so I was gonna tomorrow, say the transfer market's been a week long if without the freeze, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say no, but let's just say you, you have to tomorrow or whatever, by the end of the market we do sign Zapata, let's say. What would you give okay. the market? Leo, you look like you're ready to go here. I, I gotta think. I honestly, uh, out of ten, out, out of 10. ten, I'd honestly think you got to give it a a decent rating, like you said, because you got to take into into mind a lot of these factors here to play the FFP. Where for the first half of the transfer market, we were dealing with selling enough. I think what it was it like we had 30 to sell million. thirty million worth. Yeah. So before we could even do anything, or before we got a suspension, I'm not even too sure the exact details. But um, with those factors and with all that being said, I, I, I mean, I don't know. If you look at our team now compared to last year, I do think we've made a serious improvement. Um, I don't want to sound too excited here, but I'd give it maybe an eight. I'd probably agree so, with you, man. Like in terms, other than a striker, like, all like a, considered, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got to just look at it that way with a grain of salt. So, I mean, I, I would say an 8 out of 10. We yeah, got what I, we needed to get, other than a striker, which we're still working on. But, like, our midfield depth is like no other. We didn't really need, like, a center. Our center backs were okay with. And wing backs, I think, are, are one of our biggest problems. But it's the market is pretty dry for wing backs. If you, if you really think of it, there's not that many great wing backs available. And if they are, they're. 70, 80, 100 million. So, yeah. I, I think 8 out of 10 is fair. What do you think, Lupo? Mm. Oh, yeah, I think all things considered, I'd probably give it a 7 overall, honestly. like, But uh, it's hard because we're so restricted with FFP. Like, the fans have no idea what's going on behind the scenes, right? So, at the end of the day, we signed Indica, a guy people wanted. We signed Uwad, who has lots of potential. Renato Sanchez, Paredes. So, like, we got in a bunch of guys here. That striker position is still a big question mark. But if we could get Zapata, I'd give it probably, like, an 8 because of all things considered. But if it was, like, we could spend any money we wanted, I'd give it much lower, obviously. But Yeah, no, of course, sure. of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, just think, think... I think we did it well. Sorry, go ahead. No, I just think to raise the level of the, the team while having to sell $30 million not having not touching anyone in the starting 11. I know Ibanez got sold later in the uh Mercato, but replacing him with you when you look at Lorente and Indica, I would say both are at par with Ibanez. If not, I mean, like you said, Indica was wanted by a lot of top clubs, so a lot of uh positive things there. But I would agree with, with you guys saying about an eight, seven and a half, eight. I just think everyone was on Pinto's ass, but now. In the last couple of days, with getting Renato over the line, getting Paredes in, uh, now maybe a striker. I think he's done a great job. I, and I mean, with spending, I think we've only spent what is it, four million on Paredes, right? Paredes, he's the only yeah. guy we bought. The rest yeah. are all loans. So tough, 
tough work to do right now. So, I mean, I think he's done a great job. No, for sure. Yeah. All right. I think that pretty much wraps up uh, the podcast. So we can start with the comments here. We have a comment from Cure Brook. Let me just pull it up here. So in regards to Balotti, uh, best game in a Roma shirt for Balotti for sure. We mustn't overreact. He has to, he has to be consistent, but was good to see him look sharp, fitter, and happy to play football again. Yeah, I think we can all agree with that. Uh, we'll give Bellotti some time here. I know he played a great game. Um, any comments from you guys? Are you fully agree or? I yeah, I agree. Uh, I used to even look at that header, like the way he gets up for that header, times the header yeah. perfectly. Looked like he was floating in the air for like three seconds. I mean, it's yeah. just he looks like a different player. And like I think you said, Lupo, like everything he was doing was working. Um, yeah, just yeah, a lot more confident. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, I thought he looked good, but he's right in saying uh, we gotta. We gotta wait I get the feeling where like he jumps for that header on the second goal, and he kind of thought to himself like, "Fuck it, I'm that guy," you know. <laughs> <laughs> like he's he like, like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm not striker. He was, I'm not he was he playing got... like uh, like 2016, 2017, Torino, Bellotti, like just like you said, yeah. everything falling in his favor. He was beating his man. He was winning the balls. Other than the referees not being on his side, yeah. he was. Um, he looked sharp. He looked. Uh, Look good, but again, but like can, his he next comment up, was. can he keep up the consistency? I really hope so, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, give we got to give him his flower. That was a great game without him, we oh, would yeah. have been finished. We have, we have a message from Joseph. <laughs> oh no, Rui Patricio is MLS level. <laughs> <laughs> Fully agree. What do you guys think? You know, my opinion. Uh, <laughs> We to touched say, on man. it, I guess, right? So he's yeah. been big, man. Like if you think uh conference league final, he made some big saves. Like so I mean, I know that was two seasons. No, no, ago, for sure. Like all kudos made to some him, big but... the thing with him is he'll save the, the shot. Here's how I see it. He saves the shots that he shouldn't save, but then the ones that you'd think he's gotta save this, it somehow manages to go in the net. But I think overall yeah. he's I'm hard on him, but at the end of the yeah, day, he's he's an he's an average keeper. But I'm happy to have him over like an Olsen or a yeah, for sure. Or like, you know what I for mean? For sure. So, for sure. Yeah. He's 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 a little he's average, but I'm happy to have him over some of the poor, like crap. So. Here's another comment from Joseph. <laughs> Cristante is also at the last level. Sad to say, Spina is finished. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, hey, listen. I hope that's not the case because I, I, I really like Spina. Of course, everybody was in love with this guy in Euros, but those injuries, just one after another, just killed him. And when he's on his game, even like last season, when he'd have a good game, whether it was Europa League or or whatever, he was on fire. Like he he looked good. He looked sharp. Looked fast. Um, but when he doesn't have a good game and he's out, he's having a bad game, it really shows the guy like he really he stinks. But yeah. I don't think Cristante's MLS level. I don't think he's our be- like our best midfielder, but he's uh, definitely he's a team MLS player. Level. He gets the job done. I-, I just don't think he's in a witness matches. That's all. No, that's fair. Like if we, fair. like Renato Sanchez is on his game and Owad is on his game, you can't play Cristante. It's as simple as that in my opinion. No, that's, that's fair to say. Okay, next we have uh, Enzo. He says, uh, gentlemen, I love this. Keep it up, boys. Enzo, the man. Die, Enzo. 
And he said, uh, Cherubini has been a baller for some time now off of Frank's. Why don't right we give on. this guy, uh, like, how come I haven't seen this guy with the first team? How old he's, is he? He's trained, he's trained a couple of times. Let me check. I think he's, uh, I think he's 17, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he has trained with the, with the first team a couple of times, but I don't think he's gotten a, gotten a start I've also yet. heard good things about the Cherubini, so I don't know. Maybe uh, he'll eventually be up here, but. He's a 2004. So he's 19. Like, he's getting, he's. Oh, he's getting older. I, th- I think he'll be in training. I think he'll be up he's here at that. He's at that point where you'd think that he'd get slowly get integrated into the squad. Yeah. Then, then Leo goes, uh, sorry, uh, Enzo goes on to say, I'd say the second goal was on Speed Zola. If you guys watch it back, Speed was on the opposite side of the field in the middle of nowhere. And Cristante had to try to cover for him. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Too. No, exactly. That's what I was yeah. saying. We get we get killed with those crosses. Our, our fullback is nowhere to be found. Cristante's trying to pick up his man. Ball comes over the top. And next thing you know, Rui Patricio is picking the ball into the back of the net. And then he goes on to say, uh, Brian is a great squad player to have. Ideally, you have him coming off the bench because of his versatility. And then you have a much stronger starter in the starting line. Yeah, fully agree. No, for sure. That's that's pretty much exactly what we've uh, been saying. So and Here's our favorite guy, Joseph. He's back for some more. <laughs> it's so interesting. In a heartbeat. Not good enough to be the main guy in front of the defense. He can't receive a pass under pressure. I fully agree with that, though. That kind of goes with like what I was saying about Paredes, right? No, I think people are being hard pressure. on him. I'm not standing for this, guys. I'm not standing for I this. I think we're the being guy, a little hard on Cristante. The guy played every game last season for yeah. us, man. But, and we're okay, just, I fully agree. I'm, I'm not going to crap it. on Cristante, but that last, that last sentence, he can't receive a pass under pressure. Do you feel confident with Cristante receiving the ball under pressure? I don't. That's why I, I want I think, there I think he, he's able to. Yeah, like When he's having a good game, like we said, he's that guy where if he needs to come in and receive the ball and kind of disperse it out left and right, I do trust him. But, I mean, when we're getting fully pressed, there's not many guys who are able to receive the ball in that, in that situation. I don't know. I, I disagree with that comment, to be honest. I think he's... Yeah. I think everyone's been a little bit hard on Cristante. Just because I think that's not... the worst part of his game, in my opinion, under pressure. I, th- yeah, I feel I, like I all are, everywhere else, he's quality. Mine, like He has a good shot. Like He's not the best offensively, but that's not his job. Mm-hmm. But I feel under pressure is where he's the weakest. That's all I'm saying. And another thing about Cristante, I feel like if we see Smalling have another game like last game, it might be something to start bringing Cristante back to the center of the, the three and then you still play Cristante and allow everyone else to play as well. Yeah. No, for sure. I, I just think with the options we have, we don't necessarily need to play Cristante that much, but I love having him on the team. I think he's a great leader and all that, so we'll move on. Frank, we have a question from you, for you from Mohammed. <laughs> Frank, where did you get your chair? <laughs> uh, fuck, I don't know, man. Why, is it a nice chair? I like it. I'm, I'm thinking I think he it was thinks like it's the Roma chair. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the Roma chair for me. No, it's not. Oh, it's a, it's a, a knockoff. That's it. why. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, no, it's just some random chair. Uh, random chair. Okay. I think he goes. Uh, I think we should get more players from the Primavera. Fully agree. Mm-hmm. Um, we had pretty good success doing that. Zalewski, Volpato, Pagano, Bove. Yeah, Bove. 
Even Masuri, we, we saw Kasili, we saw Fatakanti, yeah. like yeah, on the bench some, too. There's, so there's some guys coming up. I mean, uh, we have a lot of guys, especially midfield. We have a lot of guys, but so it's not really necessary. But it's, it doesn't hurt. Smaller team bring a couple guys up. So this is a lineup oh, suggestion it's, from it's, yeah. Joseph. Four three two one. Svilar, fully agree. I like this guy. Carsdorp, <laughs> <laughs> Mancini, Smalling, Spinas, Sanchez, Paredes, Pellegrini, Dybala, Balotti. Well, that's kind of what I said, right? So the good old Christmas tree. I think that's literally what I said. Yeah, yeah like fully agree, man. Guy gets it. Uh, he goes on to say a an extra midfielder is better than an extra defender. I don't I don't entirely agree with that with Roma right now, to be honest. It's hard, right? You gotta see what works for the best, but Yeah. And then uh we have a I think the last comment we have here is from Enzo. He says, I'll throw you guys a fun question. I guess we'll end the podcast on this fun question from Enzo. <laughs> Name your favorite tattoo on the squad. Mine's got to be Dybala's soccer ball with the crown on top. So what's your favorite Roma player tattoo? I think mine's probably Pellegrini's leg tattoo. Probably his leg. It's like... uh, Am I allowed to share my screen on here or no? Yeah, you actually can. Let me try and find it. You have that option at the moment? Yeah, oh, I yeah just, even just describe it because uh, we're gonna have people like uh, listening to on like Spotify and all that. I know so. on the back of his calf, he's got like the it's like a very detailed close up of an eyeball. Oh and yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, uh, I forget exactly what the front of it is. Oh, here we go. I think I see it here. Yeah, it's just like an eyeball. That's pretty much it. The front he's got it looks like tree. I mean, I don't know exactly. I haven't seen a close up picture of it in a while. That or he's also got the. Um, See like uh, trees on the left of it. On the yeah, left yeah. of it, yeah. No, it's. It, I forget. I saw a photo from the front of it. Okay. Cool. Okay. But I'd probably. Frank, how about you, man? I'd probably say Zaluski's new back tattoo. Uh, <laughs> how did I forget that one? That's not a tattoo. Is That's like. <laughs> this guy's an animal. He comes out. It comes out from this season with a whole whole ass back. Tattoo. It was in the middle back of the season. Mural. He got that tattoo. This, yeah. this little guy, and he's friggin' holy. That's a nice one to do, though. What do you think? Uh, yeah, it is. I don't know, man. It's a good question. I'd say uh, Mancini's arm doesn't he have that like that like Mancini has like the tribal uh, the the tribal yeah 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 Yeah. I don't know I'll I'll say what I saw recently which is Paredes he had the Madonna Mia so oh he's got I forgot about him too he's got nice Uh, tattoos I'm a a, a sucker for the religious stuff right so (sighs) he's got nice tattoos as well kudos to the Argentinian there but uh, you can't go wrong with Dybala's uh, two lines too come on yeah even the crown with the ball is nice yeah, that's pretty nasty too. So, I think he also got like a butterfly on his uh, his hand. Yeah, he's got like something. Right? I don't know. He's got a lot of tattoos actually. That's All right. Question, so that pretty much wraps her up here. For those uh, watching on YouTube, please give a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. It helps us out. Gives us some uh, confidence boost. You know, we're trying hard out here, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, thank you to Frank and Leo for uh, attending. We'll be back. I don't know. You, maybe we'll do this week. Maybe we'll do next week after the game. We'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Dai Roma. Thanks, guys. Take care.